you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Talks Arotere. This is episode 70. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe accepting change is the beginning of liberation. Episode 70 is Navigating an Unsettled World. Hey, how are you? Even though I had an episode released last week where I interviewed the beautiful, talented, creative, funny girl, Beverly Adaize. I feel like I have missed you. Not that I feel like I have missed you because I haven't recorded in a while. (laughs) And I'm also now learning to let go a little bit because as you know I've been flying solo for the past two and a half years that this amazing space has been set up since Living Inside Out has been running. I've been flying solo. I have only ever had one guest and that was my best friend Susie. That was the year before or the start of last year when we learned when we uh, talked about the lessons that we had learned in the previous year. That was amazing. As a matter of fact, that never appeared on the podcast. It only appeared on YouTube. So yeah, so I've had my very first podcast guest last Saturday and uh, here we are back to flying solo today. And next week we have another surprise guest. It's quite interesting, this whole having someone else co-host with me or have a conversation with me. A lot of people I meet when I tell them uh, I, re- I host a podcast or I introduce them or I send them the link, they ask me, the first question is, what sort of guests do you have on there? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no one. And it's not because I don't want to have guests. It's just because when I first started recording, I had so much to say and I still have so much to say, but I feel like it's time to broaden perspectives a little bit and bring in the voices and the opinions and the minds of all the brilliant people because I need to learn and you also need to learn. So what's been happening? What have you been up to? I have been navigating an unsettled world. (laughs) I've been navigating my world and coming to terms with some realities one of which is the very obvious uh, state of the world. Recently, I attended a networking event. And when it comes to those, I'm not the, (laughs) it's time to work the room type. Mm -mm. I've had moments when my confidence rolls out like a red carpet, just literally announcing my presence to the waiting crowd. And I talk to everyone and everyone seems to want to talk to me. And in those times, I hold meaningful, inspiring conversations with people. And I also leave feeling like I've made an impact and I've created connections. But then (laughs) there are times that I manage to say hello to one person, maybe two. And it's usually because I bumped into them or I spilled my drink on their shoes. That's a real thing. 
for the last networking event I attended, I, I actually hosted one just yesterday. The one I attended prior was neither of those. It was sort of in the middle. And when I have those where I'm not comfortable enough to talk to people or I am not feeling my, like myself, I'm not upbeat and I just kind of want to breeze in and hope that something magical happens and of course it doesn't happen. What I usually do is go in with a mindset of I want to come away with one thing. One thing is all that I need. Because I remember the days in which I used to go networking. This was before uh, or at the start of my business journey. So when I had having lost, well, start of my business journey in the United Kingdom. And I'd go networking and I had the wrong idea because I thought that I was going there to get customers. Well, most of those events were with other business people who were also looking for contacts and connections and customers. And I'd leave feeling mighty disappointed because I'm shoving my cards in everyone's faces and telling them that I've got this amazing baby furniture company. And they'll be like, oh, that's really nice. Well, what I do is you might need my help. I do social media or I'm an accountant or I can help with your website. And I'd leave disappointed because I'm like, I didn't come looking for you know, looking for help. I need customers. But that was totally the wrong way of looking at things because a mindset of abundance is one that looks for opportunities to give and not wondering how they can grab and get a hold of things. The second lesson that I learned was that business networking events is filled with people in business looking for business. So Unless your company or your your craft serves other businesses, for example, you sell stationery or you're a printer or you're a business coach or something or the other that supports or serves businesses, then you're not going to go to a business meeting and expect to sell a bed or bedding or anything like that. You might get lucky. And if you do, it's not because you were in the right place at the right time is because somebody just happened to have a need that coincided with what you had. So anyway, back to my, my networking thing. So what I do now is when I realized that I wasn't supposed to go there looking for customers, I began to look for opportunity instead. And I would go there with an open mind, willing to learn and I, I challenge myself, come away with just one thing, talks. Don't worry about having clients. Just come away with one thing. What is the one thing? And the one thing may not necessarily be in the speech that's given by whoever's hosting or the panel. Sometimes it comes from the panel. It may even come from a question in the audience. The one thing may come from a uh connection that I make. Maybe I have a conversation with someone and they tell me what they do. The one thing might even be something as simple as, oh, I really love the way she introduced herself or I love his business cards. So now when I go networking, I know that I'm coming away with something regardless of the state of my mind, regardless of my mood. And I have a very open mind to what I'm coming away with. That said, <laughs> 
I've been trying to tell you about this networking event I went to a few nights ago. So I went there anyway, and I wasn't particularly inspired by the event or by any of the speakers or anything really. And it was one of those days where I wasn't really willing to speak to people. And um, I just kind of felt like it wasn't one of those events that I'll get anything from. But I heard one word and the word was about accepting the season you're in and it had nothing to do with the state of the world to be honest I don't even remember exactly what it was this person was saying but the word accept just kept reverberating in my mind and so the following morning I got out my journal and I started writing and what came out of my spirit is what I want to share with you today so I have been banging my head against a brick wall for months because the situation I've been fighting is here to stay. And with the gift of that word accept, I have now learned that I must accept where I'm at. And I've also got to create the space to figure out a way forward. Because like many people, I don't like change, especially when everything was going well or everything seemed to be going in a, in, a, in, in a natural flow, in the direction that we were expecting it to go. Our world has changed. The pandemic changed things. Brexit changed things for us in the United Kingdom. The cost of living crisis is drawing rings around people. And we don't like our leaders. And there is no cash flowing through the country, Nigeria, which is where I'm originally from. Plus, we've got to contend with ourselves as we evolve and our children mature and our parents age. And that is a lot. It's a lot to just simply navigate life, period. But then when you add the layers that we're all collectively dealing with, did I mention the war in Ukraine? one year old today, the earthquake in Syria and Turkey, another one happened just this week. And all of that is telling us one thing, our world has changed. But I'm finding that refusing to accept the changes will wear us out and frustrate us. And if like me, you've been so busy that you've stuffed every moment of your day with activity, you wouldn't even be able to step back and see things from a different perspective, which is what we need to do, because there's no space to step or even turn your head. So you're stuck, waiting, hoping, waiting for things to revert to normal, or like me, banging your head against a brick wall, hoping you can break through. Listen, the world has been shifted out of its comfort zone and we're talking of a seismic shift and it's affecting every single one of us. And the thing that the comfort zone does is that once you leave, <laughs> going back translates into regression. And it's one thing when you can go back to your comfort zone. But in this case, <laughs> it no longer even exists. There's nowhere to go back to. And so we're left with a choice. Change your perspective because the old one has been erased from view. 
And this really got me thinking. I felt a sense of liberation as I began to accept that my reality is different from what it used to be and it's not going to go back. We're used to things stepping out of line and then being pushed back into line and life continues. Even when people pass away, when loved ones pass away, at some point, the, the world, your, your life returns to a semblance of normalcy. There will always be that gap of that person that you lost, but then you begin to function again. And I think that we are so used to anything that we deem as odd, failure, unacceptable, we feel the need to push things back into line when they step out of line and we expect that things are going to go back to normal. And expectation is a wonderful thing. It's a sign of hope. It's a sign that we are expectant of the good and not the bad. But then at some point we do need to have a reality check and recognize that we are not going to have that opportunity to go back and that's a good thing. And so this is about day two of me coming to that place and I have to tell you that I have not felt this light in quite a while, in quite a few months. If you recall in episode 68 I talked about a season of challenge that I've been in and if you've been watching my journal entry, you'd see that I've made references to this difficult season that I've been in. But then for the first time, I looked the season in its eye, in the eye, and I, I accepted that it's a new season. It's not a season that's going to go like spring gives way to summer, but it's a new era. It's a new time. And so I want to share with you three tips that I believe will help us to navigate the unsettled world because you don't want to sit down waiting for things to change. I cannot believe that the war in Ukraine has been going on for a whole year. I literally can't. And you know what's interesting? I don't know about you, but I have been waiting for that war to end. I waited and I thought that by the second month it'll come to an end and initially remember how intense it was and we were all galvanized and we we're all talking about it and freaking out at Russia and everything and slowly it's all just kind of um you know there are charities that are going on and there are organizations that are raising money for people in Ukraine but the war in Ukraine the news of the war in Ukraine has given way to the earthquake in Syria and Turkey. And so while we were still waiting for things to revert to normal, we got a second new normal. And that just seems to be the order of things. I've heard people say they just want to come up for air. And I felt that way as well. I have felt that way in certain areas of my life. Just, I want to come up for air. And I don't just want to come up for air. I want to come out of the water. 
I wasn't designed to live in water. I want to live on land and just breathe. I watched a clip on social media of someone that I follow and she sadly lost her sister uh, just before Christmas, I think, or at least before the year ran out. And she recently buried her. And then only a couple of weeks, few maybe two, three weeks after burying her sister, her father-in-law passed away. And she said, can't completely don't remember what she said, but she, I'm paraphrasing now, she was like, wouldn't this stop? Like, at least give me a break. Let me grieve first. And ideally, we want to deal with things one after the other, but we expect there to be breaks. And a while back, I was thinking about how one of the one of the thoughts I, I, I meditated on was, why do I expect life to be smooth sailing? Because when obstacles show up, I act very surprised. Like, why? <laughs> and I know that, you know, God has promised us life, abundant life and so on. But the Bible also says that we will have many trials. And when trials show up, what do we do? We fight it. It's not supposed to be here. This is wrong. Something is off. And then we take a step off our path to go in search of a smoother path. But there are situations that we just have to go through. So here are three tips or steps that you can take to be able to navigate this unsettled world that we're currently living in. Number one, accept that things have changed. And the sooner you do, the better for you and for everyone around you. Change does not mean failure. And it doesn't mean bad or that it's the end or that your dream is dead. Accept too that you have all you need to navigate this season of your life. And this part is so important because many of us are used to trusting the abilities that are evident. You know, the ones that we have seen, the ones that have produced results, the gifts that we have and our tendencies and our strengths that have been proven in the past, those things assure us that we can navigate the path that we're on. But you know what's interesting is that the abilities and the strengths that showed up, showed up for a season that's over. You're in a new season and hopefully you're facing forward. Ahead of you, you haven't experienced that yet. So you have strength that you haven't also yet used because you're in a season you've never been in. And that's okay. There is more inside you. Everything that you have experienced up until this moment prepared you for today. And what you have been calling difficult and challenging was actually the fabrication of new abilities within you. And remember that when change and evolution is going on on the inside, we don't always see it on the outside. And that's why we say that the inside is superior to the outside. Because the change is going on on the inside and outside may not be reflecting what's happening inside and that's okay. My second tip is to make space. 
So in my company, we create stunning nursery rooms and children's rooms and we sell beautiful furniture for little ones. Our chests and wardrobes come fully assembled. It's all made to order, higher standards, thank you very much. But our cots, now they come flat packed and this is for a number of reasons. One is obviously storage. When your baby grows out of the cot, you need somewhere to store it and, and uh, getting it into the house, getting it through the door. But most importantly, really, is safety because if it gets uh, damaged or knocked about during transit, something may become dislodged and you can no longer vouch for the safety of the cot. So we don't transport our cots assembled. It comes flat packed. And so when our guys go to deliver it and assemble it in the room, they need some space. There is obviously the space that the customer wants the cot to. I remember once I attended with them and the customer literally had not cleared out the room. She goes, the cot's going to stay over there. Like, yeah, we see the space where the assembled cot will stand, but the process of assembling it requires space. The pieces have to be laid down on the floor. The guys have to kneel on the ground and hold things. They have to move around. You need space when it comes to building. When it comes to rebuilding in a new world, you definitely need that space. The mental space to think and strategize, to imagine, to plan, to visualize yourself, to recognize mistakes. You need the emotional space to emote, to experience the range of feelings, which are signals that your life is sending to you because you want to recognize fear. Fear is an indication that you are moving into something new. And yes, it can represent danger sometimes, but a lot of times fear is uh, unable, your, your mind is unable to distinguish between real and imagined danger. You want to also recognize anxiety. Anxiety is a sign that you believe you're lacking in something and you therefore need to acquire the needful or avoid the situation altogether. And the needful could be knowledge or clarity or reassurance. But then you also want to feel joy, which informs you that this new world you're now living in, it's possible to navigate and grow through it. That your desires and your ideas are valid and pursuing them will lead to fulfillment. You want to feel peace, a sign that your future is secure and you know it, even if you don't know what that looks like. But then there's also physical space that you need to create. And this might show up in the form of people. Are there people in your life that you need to move gracefully out? Anyone who makes you feel small or inadequate has got to go. Okay? Anyone who is needy and sucks the life out of you hmm, needs to be managed. You may want to draw a few concentric circles around yourself and push them about two or three circles out. They can still be in your life, especially when it's family or you genuinely need to keep an eye on them. But you have to draw boundary lines. Anyone who crowds you to the point where your ideas don't even have a chance to breathe and develop, hmm, 
they need to be handled with wisdom. And your physical environment includes the news that you listen to, the conversations you hold, the people you follow on social media and what your feed is saying to you. Even your interior decor, clutter versus no clutter, your wardrobe, your appearance, everything that your senses can perceive or pick up is sending a message to you. And that means that you want to create the space for the right message to be sent to you. And then there is also making space spiritually so you can feel your intuition, so you can hear God and you can receive from the superior part of you. And that's not your mind, that is your spirit that's connected to God. And my final tip is to redesign your life. Because once you've created the space and once you have accepted that you are in building mode, then you'll be able to see clearly what will your life look like. If you had no obstacles, what would you want your life to look like? And if this is too daunting to do, then pretend you're doing it for someone else, that they have approached you with the pieces of their dreams, their gifts and their hopes and their resources, and they need your help to put it all together for them. Pretend you're doing it for them and then redesign your life. One of the ways in which you can do that is by using a vision board. I preach about vision boards because honestly, it works. A vision board is a pictorial representation of your life in the future, the life that you truly desire. And there is something powerful about not storing that life in your mind, but rather getting into it and creating it on paper There is something that happens when your body cooperates with your mind to create the picture with your mind. And your body means your hands are clicking and and your eyes are seeing pictures. And you you can do this in an app like Canva. I'll leave the, 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 the link in the show notes as well. And create the future that you desire. Don't be afraid. It doesn't matter what life and your world is telling you, don't be afraid. Don't take instructions from your physical senses. Allow your senses to guide you and to protect you, but don't let it instruct you, especially as it relates to your future. Draw instead from within you, from your spirit, which is one with God. I hope this blessed you. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. I can't wait to connect with you again on social media. And I forgot to tell you about the Get Unstuck program that I had been running, started running it late last year for three months and we concluded it a few weeks ago. It was absolutely amazing, not just for the people who attended, who have now become my sisters, but it was amazing for me. It was a challenge for me. It forced me to grow. It forced me to get out of my comfort zone. And I will hopefully share some of the testimonials and thoughts of the first batch of mentees uh, next week. And But if I don't, stay with me on social media. All of the information is on there. Like I share bits and bobs and all of that stuff. So catch me at Talks Arotere and have a wonderful rest of the week. 
Thank you for listening.